and welcome back to Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. Thanks, Scott. And we thank you all for listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on any of our platforms. We are available wherever you get your podcasts. So listening is easier than ever. And it was yet another crazy week last week in not a great way with the injury, of course, to Demar Hamlin against the Bengals. Just not something you want to see there. Really the first time I've seen anything like that. And, of course, a tons of crazy games going on, which we will get to. But it does pose an interesting problem now with the Bills and Bengals and what are we going to do with this game here. Yeah, it certainly does. I mean, first and foremost, it was a good decision for them to postpone the game when they did for the safety of those players out there. But definitely you're facing a tall task now to figure out what to do with this game going forward. Yes, and with the playoffs right on the, the back door here coming up in a couple of weeks, it's going to be a challenge to really figure out what to do. Because at this point, there's really nothing you can do to make it fair. I mean, I don't see how you're going to be able to play this game, both uh, within the just kind of emotional standpoint, but also from a scheduling standpoint, it's going to be really hard to do this. So, Certainly without moving heaven and earth for a lot of different ways. I mean, you have a buffer weight between the, the conference championship and the Super Bowl. I mean, you could do that, but that's making every other team set out a week. Yeah, and I don't really think that's what anyone wants to do at this point. Right. So, I mean, I feel I feel like from what I'm hearing, a, a tie is kind of, that seems like what's going to happen between both teams, which I guess would be worse for the Bengals because that pretty much takes them, that does take them out of any contention for the one seed. I mean, it's not good for either team, but, I mean, when something like this happens, it's we've never seen anything like this. Like, when I was watching the game, I was watching it live, that was just crazy. It's like you see guys go down like that all the time, and it's like, oh, it's always a bad thing, and you kind of just start like, all right, hope the guy's okay. And then when the, I didn't know how serious it was until it came back, I see Josh Allen, his hands are his face over his nose, and he's crying. I'm just like, whoa, like, this is that's when I knew it was like legit. Yeah, absolutely. But on that note, we had to, wanted to get that out of the way to start and get into what otherwise, besides that, was a very good week of football and a lot of good games going on. Yes, because, yeah, that definitely put kind of a damper on the weekend. But before that happened, it was one of the best weekends for me as a Packer fan. I think I will say it was the best weekend all year. Everything that needed to happen happened, and it was win two games and get in. And we faced the Minnesota Vikings team who beat us early in the year. There was a lot of trash talk coming out from Jair Alexander, who I love. And the Packers absolutely demolished the fraudulent Vikings in this game. Yeah, they certainly did. Yeah, 41-17. What a big win for them. And Aaron Jones, really big day on the ground. You like to see it from him. Aaron Rodgers had a very efficient day, not explosive. So myself personally am pumping the brakes just a touch on the Packers' offense as a lot of the points of this game came via turnovers and a special teams kickoff game, which was very good to see for a Packers team who's not had great special teams over the years. But it it does give me a little bit of pause for them if they do win and in next week and make the playoffs. Yes, and yeah, I mean, for me as well, I I think that the offense isn't like an elite offense uh, by any stretch. But they're definitely, they're, I, mean, I think really no, no part of their game is elite at this point. But the thing that really encourages me is the complimentary football. Like, 
each unit is more than capable and has has come up with really clutch moments when it matters the most. And the special teams, you get a spark from them every week with Nixon, who is incredible, best returner in the league. I really don't think there's any competition for that. I can say that with you know confidence. And the defense is has really stepped up, uh, forcing a lot of key turnovers. So I think, yeah, the offense is not like one that you're going to be shaking in your boots over, but they're more than good enough to complement what's been happening around them in the defense special teams. I mean, anytime you win 40, if anytime you put up 41 points, that's a pretty good day. Certainly. And the Vikings, man, I mean, if there was, if you needed any pr- more proof that they are a fraudulent team, I mean, what, I don't know what else to say because they have a negative point differential. They get blown out by like teams that are questionably good. Like, come on. The Vikings are they're fraudulent. So I did hear a very interesting stat about the Vikings this week. So that this game was the third time this year that the Vikings were losing by 20 or more at halftime. That is tied for the most in the league with the Texans. <laughs> lose by 20, be losing by 20 or more at halftime. Wow. Very interesting that I, th- I thought. And well, kind of telling about that team. Yeah, definitely. I mean... It's just, like, I trusted them a little bit. I guess when it came to be, uh, when they beat the Bills, that was probably the highest I was on them, but I still was, like, pumping the brakes. Like, I never really fully trusted them because at the end of the day, it's Kirk Cousins. We just all know how unclutch he tends to be in big games. Yeah, like I had said last week or a couple weeks ago, I feel like my opinion really hasn't changed much at all about the Vikings throughout the year. I've always just viewed them as an okay team. Yeah. I mean, the 8-8 eight eight Lions have a better point differential. The 8-8 eight eight Packers have a better point differential. And both of those teams absolutely destroyed the Vikings the last time they played them. So I really can't see how you can vouch for them as an elite force in the NFL because they certainly are not. Like, they don't stack up against the 49ers or the Eagles or even the Cowboys, in my opinion. Yes, I definitely agree with that. When you're, I'm looking at the playoff picture of the NFC, I don't include them in uh, elite contenders for the Super Bowl. Yeah. And, like, for Green Bay, their roster isn't elite, but there's something to be said about momentum. I mean, nobody would have told you that in 2010, the Packers with third-year Aaron Rodgers, who had an okay year and whose defense was god-awful, nobody would have told you they would have won the Super Bowl, and they did. There's something to be said for momentum going to the playoffs that, you know, you can't really predict. So definitely even looking at last year at the Bengals. Yeah, I mean, who who would have thought? I had them out in the first round. I mean, I died them in the conference championship, but, I mean, team with a lot of momentum going to the playoffs, and they were able to seem to keep it going. Yeah, so it just goes to show you, I think momentum is more important than some people think, and it's a very real thing. Yes. And, yeah, so it's going to be, a, it's, it's turning out to be a more entertaining NFC playoff picture. I think we were both um, kind of realizing that before this podcast as we're looking at it there's some exciting teams here in the nfc and at first you kind of think uh, we kind of thought it would be a little bit boring you had the commanders and the seahawks aren't that exciting but now it's turning out to be it's like it's going to be pretty fun yeah definitely and we're going to get a lot into that in our next week's episode too yes um but another team that i was another game that was it was probably the best game of the week um and that was the 49ers and the raiders some surprising quarterback play between Brock Purdy and Jarrett Stidham. Like, who are these dudes? But they balled out. Both of them balled out, having a great game. And 
Jarrett Stidham feeding Devontae Adams for 153 yards and two touchdowns. And the Raiders taking this game to, to overtime against the 49ers. Yeah, just really crazy in so many ways. I mean, if you would have said earlier in the season, in Week 17, you'd be watching a game between Brock Purdy and Jared Stedham, and it'd probably be two of the better quarterbacking games of the week. Yeah, that's wow. crazy. I never would have believed you. And even in the fact that a uh, Raiders team who's not been good in offense and uh, a quarterback in Jarrett Stedham who has showed never had more than 75 passing yards in a game prior to this one would take a, a flying high 40 Niners team to overtime. Yeah, it's insane. And I don't know, as for the 49ers, like, this this team is, like, really, really good on offense and their defense was incredible, but, I mean, you allow 34 points to the Jarrett Stidham-led Raiders. I mean, I know it was a great game by Jarrett Stidham, but... I mean, I feel like you got to do a little bit better than that, 49ers. Yeah, you allowed 500 yards offense by the Raiders. Yeah. <laughs> and you're supposed to be the number one defense in the league? That definitely scares me a little bit. Yeah, that one's a, a little odd for that team, who have seemed like they almost had no holes yeah. the last few weeks. And something to look at as we go into the postseason here. And talking about uh, some holes being revealed, you talk about the Kansas City Chiefs here who we all just kind of, you know, ignore for the most part because we know they're the Kansas City Chiefs. But the last few weeks, they've really been cutting it close here and not against great teams. And then this week, they just barely win against the Broncos. In fact, the Broncos, if they were anything decent, would have won this game. They had the ball with like a minute left and all their timeouts and good field position. And the Chiefs barely squeak out a win here. I mean, are you personally concerned with the Chiefs? Because it seems like Mahomes is carrying that team. Yeah, there's certainly something to be said for that. I mean, there's seasons like last year where the you say the Bills played kind of a cupcake schedule, but they were blowing out teams. And the Chiefs have a little bit more of what you'd call a cupcake schedule, but they're not. Yeah. They really aren't. A lot of close wins here going back over their schedule. A three-point win versus Denver. A six-point game in Houston went to overtime. Another game win 10 of Denver... Like, you're getting a lot of close games here with teams that aren't great. I mean, uh, Malik Willis led. Titans went to overtime with them. You lost to the Colts. Yeah, you lost to the Bengals. Yeah, like, there's... And the Raiders, you beat by one point. I mean, there's a little bit of questions there, I feel like, for Kansas City. At, at least on the defensive side, maybe. And possibly for their offense for not being able to quite put it away a little sooner. Yeah. And, like, what playoff teams have they actually beaten the Chiefs, right? They beat the Chargers twice, but they beat the 49ers with Garoppolo. So I feel like the 49ers aren't the same team that they used to be. But they lost to the Bills, and they lost to the Bengals. Like, they really haven't been tested a lot. And when they have, it's kind of like 50-50. So the resume really has not been that impressive to me. But when you talk about MVP, I feel like there's no other option than Mahomes right now. He's everything to that team. Yeah. And like you had said to me before, right before we started recording here, the Chiefs would be nothing without Mahomes. Oh, for sure. And he has just so many of the number ones this year, like most yards, most touchdowns, really deserving of the MVP, in my opinion, in that way. Yes, and I think that, you know, if you look at the top three teams at the, the in the AFC, you have the Bills, whose defense is, like, really good. I mean, top five, you'd say, at least top ten. And the running game is really picking things up. So they're they're kind of a well-rounded team. The Bengals have 
a pretty underrated defense and a really good running game. I would say maybe top 10 running game with Mixon and Pirine. And that makes them a pretty rounded team. But the Chiefs, it's pretty much just Patrick Mahomes carrying that team. So, I mean, he's definitely the MVP. But I just kind of get worried about when the, when your whole identity is one player, how long is that going to last? And in terms of their scoring defense, number 22 for Kansas City. Yeah. Like, that's... It's a little bit concerning. It definitely is. And I, I can't even believe that I'm kind of saying that right now because I just, just like off the, the off the bat, I just had Kansas City, oh, they're the favorites in the AFC. It's like on closer inspection, are they? I don't think they are anymore. I don't think we can say that. Yeah, I definitely want to well like, give them the benefit of the doubt. And it seems like they've earned it, but yeah, maybe we should be taking a closer look. And maybe they're a team that's more primed for an upset in the playoffs than many people would have thought originally. Yes. And that also makes me want to get into the Dallas Cowboys here, if we could, because they are, they've been pretty impressive this year. And I think last week we were both on board of Dallas, and now they have a legitimate chance to win the division. I think they could still get the one seed, if I'm not mistaken, here. If they win and Philly loses, and maybe San Francisco has to lose as well. Either way, Dallas can win the division and host a playoff game here, which could be huge because if they don't, they have to face the Buccaneers, who it's kind of kryptonite for them. So do you think Dallas, if they do win the division, do you think they have a legitimate chance to come out of the NFC? I do. I mean, me and I talked about them last week and uh, Are You On Board? And I was very on board for Dallas as I talked about how good both their offense and defense have been this year. I mean, really what a top five scoring offense and a top five scoring defense as well. Yeah, very impressive. I, I feel like when I watch Dallas, I see all I need. I mean, for me, their one weakness is maybe they don't have quite enough in uh, in terms of receivers. A lot of people seem to hold that opinion about them, but I feel like, again, it could be enough. You've got CeeDee Lamb, you've got Dalton Schultz, you've got Michael Gallup. I feel like there's a lot of good pieces there. Right, you don't need any more in, in the receiving game, I don't think. Yeah, but so I, I do take Dallas very seriously as a contender. I, I'd put them... Up there pretty evenly, actually, with San Francisco and the Eagles. Maybe a touch below them, but I feel like those three teams are close. Yes, I do as well. And any given week, like they're good enough to where it's like you're not really confident picking either team uh, to win. If it's Dallas versus 49ers, I'm not confident in, you know, if I say I think probably the 49ers would win, but I'm not confident in that at all. So I think Dallas, yeah, they definitely have a legitimate chance if they win the division. If they don't win the division, it's going to be a lot tougher because you're going into cold Philly. You know, Dallas is a dome team. You're, you might be going into San Francisco or something of that nature. So I think it really depends if they win the division. That'll probably, probably dictate how I feel about them. Yeah, that's a good point. And one uh, I, I think it's probably correct. Yes. All right, so I think uh, we are going to transition now and into our week uh, 17 picks here and this is one of the actually I think it's week, yeah, week 18 sorry it's one of the hardest weeks to predict as we all know because we don't know who's going to be starting and who's going to be resting so disclaimer here these picks are subject to change we may change them as news comes in of you know who's going to be starting and such so keep that in mind look yeah I'm making these picks and just looking at them again uh, so, you know what I'm not gonna not gonna think about them anymore they are what they are but I am uh, fully expecting to do horrible. Yes, <laughs> I am as well. And uh, I need to gain three games on you to take the lead because I think you're two ahead of me right now. 
that is correct. Yes, I am 115 and 103, and you are 148 and 105. And pretty good weeks for both of us again this week, as I went 13 and 2, and you went 12 and 3. Yes, and of course that Bengals-Bills game hasn't been counted yet, so and probably won't. But yeah, very good last couple of weeks for both of us. I think you had like 15, 11, 13. Yes. Yeah, so and I had like 11, 11, 12, something like that. 11, 13, and 12. Yeah, so we've been picking it up as as we promised we would. <laughs> and uh, I think I'm feeling good. I feel I now I'm feeling actually pretty confident every week that I'm going to get the majority of these right, which is different from the early part of the year. <laughs> But uh, yes, now we have the the crazy last week starting off with the Kansas City Chiefs and the Las Vegas Raiders. So this game for sure, the Chiefs will be starting all their players. They want to lock up the number one seed. So who are you going to pick here? I have Kansas City winning in this one. And I will as well, yes. It was a good story for the Raiders, but I, I have my doubts that Stedham could replicate what he did last week. Uh, really against anybody, even though the Chiefs defense has been poor. Yeah, I think this is going to be really a good game. I think it's going to be pretty offensive because, like you said, the Chiefs' defense is not great. And like we said, the Chiefs have really been cutting things close. So I think expect a close game, but I do think the Chiefs will pull it out. And then you got the Tennessee Titans and the Jaguars. Real stakes here. Win and in for either of these teams. It's do or die. And who do you have taking this game? Yeah, one of the biggest games is going to be this weekend, and I'll have my Jacksonville Jaguars taking this one. And I will also have the Jacksonville Jaguars taking it. Uh, it will be Joshua Dobbs starting for the Titans. <laughs> so once I heard that was happening, I was definitely on the, the Jacksonville Jaguars train here. Yeah, and just what a downfall of the season for Tennessee. Yeah, seriously. Where it really looked like, I, I believe they were 7-3, and three, and it looked like they were going to absolutely just walk to that division, and now they're in a situation where they lose, and they're out. Yeah, it's I mean, crazy. Just thinking back, that's insane. I know, same, similar thing with the Dolphins, too. I mean, uh Although I did also have an interesting stat on Tennessee as well. And it says, If the Titans' scoring trend continues, they'll be the first team since they moved to Tennessee to fail to score 28 or more points in a single game. Really? Yes. Wow, all for Wow, that's crazy. Dang. Well, they're not going to score 28 in this game. <laughs> not with Dobbs leading the way here. So, yeah, I think the Jaguars are a much more exciting team to have in the playoffs at this point. So I guess I'll be cheering for Jag, the Jags here. Uh, and then we have the Tampa Bay Buccaneers and the Atlanta Falcons. Tampa Bay doesn't have to start anyone. They already locked up the division. I think they will, though, just because they had a good game last week. They probably want to continue the momentum. So I will pick Tampa Bay to win this game. I wasn't quite sure what to do with this, but I ended up eventually going with the Atlanta Falcons. Oh, really? Yes. Okay, and do you think Tampa Bay's going to sit their guys? or? Uh, I believe they will, just thinking about their scenario. Okay, yeah, even if they don't, they might not be in the mindset that they need to go all out as well. Yes. Yeah, uh, that's something to think about. And that's probably going to be one of the ones I change if it's said that they're sitting like Tom Brady or something. Um, and then we have the New England Patriots and the Buffalo Bills, and this is going to be a very uh, opportunistic game for the Bills who have a chance to eliminate the Patriots from the playoffs if they beat them, potentially. Yeah, just a super fun divisional game where it's winning in for the Patriots. Yeah. And for the Bills, they need this one to keep the one seed. Yes, and uh, for that reason, I would definitely be taking the Bills because they're much better in all phases of the game, I believe. Yeah, so do I. And if we continue towards this game, they will be riding at an extremely high emotional high based on what happened last week with DeMar Hamlin. And there will be just a really big, I think, really big deal made about playing for him. 
Yes. It's going to be uh, definitely a good good game there between two divisional foes who they do hate each other, but it'll probably be a different type of vibe um, because probably they'll do something before the game, I believe. So it should be a very fun matchup there. Uh, and then we have the Minnesota Vikings and the Chicago Bears. And this is going to be a pretty a dud of a matchup because no team has anything to play for. I'm going to take the Vikings here because the Bears offense is atrocious. So I'm going to take Minnesota to, to come out with the win. As will I. Very similar sentiment. I think that's about all we need to say about this game. Yeah, I mean, that Bears offense, whew, it's just awful. Yeah, other than Justin Fields running, which, man, every time I'm sitting there on Sundays and I'm watching, and I'm watching the stats scroll across the bottom, <laughs> and you see, like, Fields has, like, got 75 passing yards and 156 rushing yards, like, every single week. Yeah. And that fact, it's impressive, the rushing yards. But other than that... Very bad offense. Yeah, not much to watch there. Um, yeah, so Vikings should take care of that. Uh, then you got the Ravens and the Bengals here. And I don't know, this could be another one we don't know if they have anything to play for yet. So I, I'm going to take the Bengals here because I don't believe Lamar will be starting. And the Bengals are just better than the Ravens. Yes, I agree with both those points as well. And then you got the Houston Texans and the Indianapolis Colts. And this is going to be a tank bowl here, potentially for both teams. So I'm going to go with the Colts, but who knows? I'm going to go with the Texans in this one. Ah. <laughs> I mean, who's even starting for the Colts? It's not Foles. I believe they're going to go back to Matt Ryan. Okay, I should, should have never, like, what's with that? Like, just stick with this one guy. Like, I, mean, I would think, although it's possible they could go back to Ellinger. <laughs> I hadn't heard for sure yet. Both, but, op- both options are terrifying. But, but no Foles. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> and these teams actually tied back, I believe, week one. Week one, they tied. That's quite odd. Week one, and then the first week and the last week, a matchup against each other. It's, it's a bit odd. Maybe they tie again. Who knows? <laughs> but uh, yeah, that, that should be his news fest. Uh, and then you got the New York Jets and the Miami Dolphins. The Dolphins have to win, or else they cannot make the playoffs. The Jets trying to play spoiler here as their playoff hopes were eliminated last week against the Seahawks. So who do you have taking this game? I have the Jets winning this one and playing spoiler to the Dolphins. And uh, after much deliberation, I will have the Dolphins here just because their backs are against the wall. I think I like both coaches, Robert Sala and Mike McDaniels, but I think Mike McDaniels is going to really hype up the team. And yeah, no Tua, but I think the Dolphins really want to, to finally get into the playoffs because if they don't, what a collapse it will have been. Yeah, certainly. But and I, I will feel like I had more um, confidence in the Dolphins if we have more clarity on what will be going on for their quarterbacking this weekend as it's they say no Tua and is in doubt if Bridgewater will play eating rookie Skylar Thompson back there right so uh, yeah I don't know I just feel like the Dolphins have really good weapons either way so I mean if you can Tyreek Hill can make a one yard screen into, you know, a ninety yard touchdown like that. So I feel like it and against the Jets you really only need like two touchdowns to win the game, so Right. I don't know. It that's a that's a coin flip to be honest. And it might depend on if the Patriots like if that although they're playing at the same time, so I guess it doesn't matter. Um but then you got the Carolina Panthers and the New Orleans Saints here, another meaningless game. I'm gonna take the Panthers here just because I don't know, I just don't like the Saints. Yeah, that, that's pretty much the reason why I picked the Panthers as well. <laughs> yeah. I mean, I'm angry with the Saints. Yeah, me too. And for, an interesting stat line from Darnold the last couple of weeks too. Yeah, he's been on the rise. Yeah, and throwing over for over 300 yards, I've seen. And yeah, so why not pick the Panthers? Yeah, why, why not? I'm just mad at the Saints for like not playing Winston. So 
<laughs> Hopefully, I hope they lose. Uh, and then you got the Cleveland Browns and the Pittsburgh Steelers AFC North matchup. Browns trying to eliminate the Steelers' slim playoff hopes, which are 16% chance at this moment. Uh, I will pick the Steelers to win this one because we got to get Mike Tomlin to 9-8. and eight. And I believe the Browns are going to win this one. Oh, see, the, I, I like the Browns a lot. I picked them for the majority of the games this year. But I just think, you know, there's something psychological about when you have nothing to play for and the Steelers that have everything to play for that I think will be the difference. That very well could be the case. Although there's, there's been crazier things of teams want to play spoiler. Definitely. And that, that is something that teams think a lot about, too. Yeah, and it lines up perfectly at last week all divisional games, too. So you're going to have bad blood no matter what. Uh, and then you got the Chargers and the Broncos. And I probably expect the Chargers to sit their guys here. But the Broncos are so bad, I'm just going to pick the Chargers anyway. Yeah, as will I. Oh, the Chargers could be playing for some seed. Yes, because the Ravens, they still have that to worry about there. Yeah, because that could be the difference between you playing Jacksonville or Tennessee or playing, like, a Cincinnati. Oh, good point. Yeah, they, they definitely will. Um, Justin Herbert and Trevor Lawrence, that would be a pretty entertaining matchup in the first round. I want to see that happen. Yeah. <laughs> Then we got the New York Giants and the Philadelphia Eagles. And the Philadelphia Eagles have everything to play for, surprisingly, going 0-2 with Gardner Minshew in there. And the Giants, they literally have nothing to play for. No seeding, nothing at all, so I'm going to take the Eagles. Yeah, that's why. I think they will have strong motivations to try and lock up that one seed after these last couple of weeks. Yes. And as for Brian Dayball, I think it's safe to say he probably is the coach of the year here after leading a very under-talented Giants team into the playoffs. I don't know. I still feel like they may pick Sirianni. They they might, but I feel like with Jalen Hurts getting hurt and Gardner Minshew going 0-2, that may hurt his case a little bit. That is true. And especially if they, if they oh my gosh, if they lose this game, it would definitely hurt. I just feel like the Giants were too unimpressive. For the, a good the, stretch. The back stretch of the season. Yeah. You may be right there. It's going to be close. And, and it may be more based on recently buying. So, the, yeah. The Eagles dropping those last couple games that may help Dable more. Yeah, I, I feel like that's just kind of how they formulate the coach of the year. It's like the good coaches that like coach the really good teams, I feel like they don't win it as much. Yeah, because it's based on like who has the most unexpected season, Yeah, not who really had right. the best. Right. And the Eagles, it was unexpected to an extent, but I feel like the Giants was more surprising to everyone. Yes, definitely. So we'll see. I mean, both those coaches have done a great job this year. Certainly. Uh, and then you have the Arizona Cardinals against the San Francisco 49ers. And speaking of um, good coaching, the Cardinals have, I believe, the exact opposite. And after this game, Kling- Kingsbury will probably get fired shortly after. Uh, I will definitely pick the 49ers here. Yeah, uh, Kingsbury will probably be fired, and I'll pick the 49ers as well. And then you got the Los Angeles Rams and the Seattle Seahawks. And for the Seahawks, they have to win to have any hope of going in the playoffs. If they win and the Lions win, the Seahawks are in. And I will pick Seattle here. I don't know. For some reason, I'm picking these spoiler teams. I'm picking the Rams in this one. Oh, really? Yeah, you know, like you said, crazy NFC West there. They seem to get some real odd divisional games in there. And I think this will be a crazy one that Baker Mayfield is going to pull out of his back pocket here. Yeah, Baker does have a bit of like a magic charm to him that he, he can surprise you. It seems like, yeah, you're going with a lot of the spoilers here, so it should be very interesting. Uh, I, that's like actually kind of good. I need to gain some gains on you. <laughs> uh, then you got the Cowboys and the Commanders here, and don't know if you saw this press conference by Ron Rivera afterwards, but he didn't know that his team was eliminated after that game. 
And like he said, like, oh, I don't know. We're going to have a tough game next week. The, the reporter's like, so what are you going to do now that you're eliminated? He's like, we're eliminated? He's like, yeah. <laughs> like, I felt so bad for him. But it's like, hey, you guys, you shouldn't have started Carson Wentz. Um, I'm yeah. going to take the Cowboys here. The Commanders are dumb. Yeah, I'll take the Cowboys as well. And I guess my prediction came true. We both picked the Browns, and I said I thought that because I thought Carson Wentz would throw a couple picks. He threw three. <laughs> yeah, big shock. <laughs> Uh, yeah, Cowboys should roll that. And then you got the final game of the week, Sunday Night Football. Couldn't have scripted it any better. The Lions and the Packers. And very likely a win and in scenario for both of the teams. Who are you taking in this marquee matchup? I'm going to take the Packers. And after much deliberation, I will take the Packers to win this game. Both teams have pretty good momentum. Just both scoring 41 points last week and demolishing their divisional foes. It should definitely be a high-scoring slugfest. Yes, certainly. And two teams that, no matter what happens, I'd like to see these teams in the playoffs. Either one I'd be happy to see in. Yes. And with that, I will have a mark my words here. <laughs> and I shouldn't right. do this. I know I shouldn't do this. Let's hear it. But I'm going to do it anyway. <laughs> so, if, if the Packers win this game and make the playoffs, mark my words... They will come out of the NFC in the Super Bowl. Wow, that is very big. Yes, I'm doing it. We still got a Hall of Fame quarterback. We still got the best running back duo in the league. We still got a good offensive line. We got special teams that's so good we haven't even seen a special teams this good in Green Bay before. We got a clutch defense. We got the best corner in the league. And if we can make the playoffs, you better watch out because we are coming in hot. You heard it here for here. You heard it here first, folks. Packers coming out of the NFC if they make the playoffs. Yes, <laughs> fills me with pride to say that. <laughs> Hopefully, I don't get burned though. <laughs> All right, and with that, we will go into Scott's parlay for the week. Last week came also close yet again with my all underdog parlay, with just falling short with the Dolphins' loss. And this week. I was not quite sure what I wanted to do here. So, a little bit of a crazy one again. It's just one that has good odds. Taking, let me guess, some of the spoiler teams. Uh, well, one. <laughs> so this week I'll have the Jets, the Texans, and the Panthers. Oh, okay, yep. Jets, Texans, Panthers, I like uh, it. Jets had a pick on uh, minus one with the Dolphins. Uh, Texans are underdogs at two and a half, and Panthers underdogs at three and a half. Well, yeah, that's going to be a good payout if you get that. Oh, definitely one of the would be the biggest payout I've got all year if it wins. The, the Panthers won. That's juicy. <laughs> I don't know why they're underdogs. Probably just because of home field for New Orleans. Yeah, that, that's they're pretty big number there for the Panthers. That's why I included them. Yeah. All right, so that wraps it up for Mark My Words for this week. And we thank you all for listening to the podcast. Feel free to follow us on any of our platforms. We are on everywhere that you get your podcasts, so listening is easier than ever. And this has been Mark My Words Football Podcast with Rob. And we are tuning in.